I'm Stu Buchanan and you're listening to Out From Under on Resonance Extra, a programme which dives deep beneath the surface of the Australian music scene, celebrating experimental and eclectic music from the other side of the world. On this week's programme, we're going to be talking with Sydney-based quintet Tangents. They somewhat defy categorisation. Their music is a collision of genres and forms that take cues from electronic production, from post-rock, jazz and free improv, and indeed much, much more. Earlier in their career, it was jokingly referred to as post-everything, a label that, for better or worse, has somewhat stuck around. Over the last six years, they've found critical acclaim for their three albums and two EPs, many of which can be found on the renowned label Temporary Residence, and they've also been remixed by artists such as Fortet and Jim O'Rourke. Now, Tangents is comprised of artists who had hitherto forged their own very successful careers before coming together to form the band. We're going to be talking with two of the members on this week's programme, cellist Peter Hollow and electronic producer Ollie Brown, who you may know as one half of the successful UK duo Icarus. We'll get into the interview in just a second, but we'll take a track now from their 2018 record, New Bodies. This is Tangents on Out From Under and Terracotta. Thank you. 
it's customarily start at the beginning. All the players and tangents had a very wide and diverse and, and successful career before coming together. How did that actual kind of meeting of minds first occur? When did we first play? We first played together in 2010, um, and it was uh, through me meeting Sherb and Peter. The year before that, I'd brought um, my cousin from the band Icarus. We're, we're a duo from the UK. I was living in Melbourne, and I brought him out, and we did a, a very mini tour of Melbourne, Canberra, and Sydney, and we roped in. We I, I met Peter online. We roped him in, and, and he introduced us to Shoeb. Uh, to to put on a couple of shows for Icarus, and we met that way. Then we then we did an improv gig, which was organised by Shoeb in 2010 in Sydney. And then I moved to Sydney, and I think it was really at that point um, we actually kind of started thinking of, thinking of ourselves as a band. Um, and we'd recorded that improv show because I was sort of obsessively multi-track recording everything I did live at that time, and um, made it into an album which didn't come out for another three years, but that was our first record. When you were making the recording, though, I guess was there a sense that anything more would come of it at that time? No, I don't. I mean, I really can't remember, but I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I although I think the point of a, of recording things is you never know, and better better have it rather than not have it. I mean, we have a lot of tangents live recordings that may or may not see the light of day, but at least we have the choice. Um, so I guess we just, I mean, you know, the, the, the thing is just going into going into stuff with that attitude where something may happen. Um, but really forming a band and deciding to be a band uh, took a pretty long time, I think, because everyone had their own projects. Um, and I, yeah, actually, I mean, thinking about it, I, I arrived in Sydney from out of town and I was pretty eager to have a you know, a group to be part of. Um, and so I was pushing pretty hard for that. And I really felt strongly that this was exactly the right group of people to work with. talk about that group of people then because i mentioned you know that you're coming from various different disciplines let's get specific can you talk through the various members of the band and, and what their contribution to the band is specifically i think what's nice about tangents is and we've talked about at the beginning of the band that we we've all been kind of fans of each other's music in a lot of ways so um i'm peter hollow i'm the cellist 
in tangents and we've all got a real interest in technology and the kind of blurring those lines between live performance, recorded um, or studio mediated music and um, and how to then reproduce that live. Um, so all of us contribute some sort of electronics and production side to it. Um, I met Ollie online as a fan of Icarus. Um, I also I interviewed Ollie and his cousin Sam for Cyclic Defrost a long time ago and I played them on the radio and I suppose my radio show on, on a Sydney radio station here is, has kind of been a, a locus for a lot of that music as well. Um, I met Sia, uh, aka Show of Ahmad, uh, online probably around the time when I started my show as well and um, Shoab was a just a massive music buff and music fan and we just connected uh, with the music we're we're fans of, uh, technically we would call Shoa a guitarist, but she is a a musician and creator of noises of of all sorts. Um, and then Evan Dorian, our drummer, is someone who has played has has known Shoa since they were school kids and have they played together for a long time um, as a duo under the name Spartak. And uh, Evan is a an incredible idiomatic idiosyncratic drummer who. Uh, who plays like nobody else and uh, has, I'd say, really tailored his sound uh, in an incredibly rigorous way to the way Tangent sounds as well. Ollie being someone whose background is in in drum and bass from the 90s and Evan's kind of found a way around playing inside and outside of of that genre as well. And then finally we have Adrian Lim-Klompus, uh, who, again, we've all known and been ad- admired hugely as a musician himself since um, ages past as a member of Triosk uh, and uh, another band in Sydney called Pivot at, at, at the time of the, the sort of early beginnings of their music and, and as a musician in the sort of wilds of the post-jazz music, if you like. Jazz, jazz meets post-rock and uh, a really creative musician in, in terms of how he produces. His, he's a keyboard player, he plays piano, he plays Rhodes uh, and noises galore. There's the first use of that post word mm. um, because that is a, that's a phrase that sort of, I think, crops up inevitably when you start talking about tangents. It's very trite to say that a, a band can be pigeonholed, but I think what we have with tangents is such a diversity of backgrounds and such and people bringing a diversity of genres to the table that this idea of being kind of post genre or post everything you know even though i appreciate that this it's tongue in cheek it does actually stand up at, at the same time there isn't sufficiently one single genre that that stands out that you can plant a flag in and say oh yes tangents are a jazz band or tangents are electronics or tangents are post rock it's 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 too diverse you intentionally resist Kind of genre definition, right? I think so. I think that we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves and maybe there is a diversity of opinions within the band, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, there's a tension which is which is a creative catalyst in itself. And post everything is something that we we kind of love and hate, obviously, and, and we, we, in fact, haven't used it at all, I think, ourselves in reference to the last album we did, but it still crops up because, as you say, it's a, an, an easy um, thing to use. I kind of, I love talking to people who who twig to us being post-rock of a sort. Uh, I'm always really surprised that people call us jazz, but on the other hand, of course they do, and uh, some of the members of Tangents are really accomplished jazz players, and 
improv is at the heart of everything we do. So if it makes sense. Mm, I think there was a reviewer who um, who laid into us for that, maybe a couple. And we, you know, we did we did kind of set that up as a bit of a tongue in cheek thing, and maybe just as a as a, a as a placeholder that we hadn't given a great deal of thought to. And I, I think it's just important to note that as well as it being the way like how to present yourself it's also just a provocation to yourself so over the however many years we've been working together we've kind of evolved a sound um which has tons of really obvious references there's no avoiding that and we're we're all completely aware aware of the futility of trying to set yourself apart from musical movements and musical genres which is impossible um you're 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 always pigeonholeable if someone wants to uh whether it's the way you want to or not i guess we've i guess there's a lot of bands out there who will just say like i'm jazz funk and that's what i do or you know basically position themselves dead dead center in some genre it's not an unusual thing but we always want to be uh you know off off center from from any particular cluster i guess it's sort of um trying to find the space that it somehow sits at the kind of eye of that storm or 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 the intersection of all of those kind of disparate uh, unspoken influences you know that are are brought to bear when you're playing is there any tension about being drawn towards one particular style if you picture that as a kind of series of push and pulls between genres you know do you find yourself sometimes you know drifting too far in one direction that you want to just pull back from it yeah, I think that both is and isn't. I think in a way when we're creating music, we uh, we try to just not be making music of a genre, but our own personal tendencies come out. We're not free improv or free jazz because despite the names of those genres, they are actually, uh, there's this kind of syntax and a way of playing that encapsulates what they are. We do improv, and I've sort of touched on that. Improv is uh, is at the heart of what we do, and, and our recorded albums all come out of improvisations together. And some of the time, uh, we are very spontaneous, and some of the time we actually sit down and say, let's do something in uh, different metres and uh, this tempo, and let's aim to go there from here. Um, and we talk about it, so we, we talk about that a lot. Uh, but I think what we're talking about isn't that often codified as genre and whatever the genre is comes out of of how the five musicians gel together and i guess is if if everybody is in that headspace of of kind of consciously trying to find the space then it naturally that's what happens i guess you know mm. yeah and and at the same time there's a lot of kind of tension that can be channeled quite positively so you know people have aversions to certain things that they don't want to. They don't want us to fall into in too obviously, um, but we have a, we have a bit of fun playing with that, you know. So so in a, in a few sections on, I think all three of our records, there's there's a couple of moments that go into deeply recognisable kind of jazz space, you know, it's kind of almost parody, but it's not. It's kind of deadly serious in the moment, but of course in the context, in the juxtaposition that you set up, then um, you can't really treat it as straight jazz just literally because of what's before and after it.
You're listening to Out From Under. I'm Stu Buchanan, and I'm talking with Sydney band Tangents on this week's programme. That was the track Massist Cow from their album Stateless. We'll pick up the conversation again in just a second with band members Peter Hollow and Ollie Brown. But let's take some more music from the band. Over the course of their three albums, they've curated a fine selection of artists to commission remixes from. You can find remix versions of Tangents tracks from artists such as Jim O'Rourke, Forte, Rabbit and Kane Icon. But the one we're about to hear comes from UK producer Katie Gately remixing a track from the New Bodies album. This is Tangents and the Katie Gately remix of Immersion.
one of the interesting things that I think is is fascinating about tangents that that I would like to explore. Your recordings, yes, come out of improvisation that, that's recorded live in the studio. Once that's laid down, it then uh, evolves into a process of fairly meticulous editing. Can you talk about that sort of process? I might start, but I'll hand it over to Ollie because Ollie is, is such a key person for that. Um, I think that it's kind of, kind of interesting to explore the three albums and so far if we count them that way. Uh, the first album being that first live performance we made together, which was made with very few preconceptions. The only real preconception we had was let's start with duos um, around sort of around the room and then see where it goes and we saw where it went. Uh, and even that album had a lot of post-production on it, although no more kind of overdubs. So when we came to the second album, it was almost the complete opposite it was recorded almost entirely not together as a group um but completely spontaneously in bedrooms and studios and things and uh and then ollie essentially constructed that album uh and And that's the stateless album that's that's the stateless album uh yes and so it kind of has this really strange effect for say me as a musician where i'm hearing myself playing and i I don't really recall my contribution in a, a sense, and but you know, so I love that album as much as a fan as as a contributor. Um, so when we came to New Bodies, we had the intention to to meld those worlds together, and uh, and that's super exciting. So I think we try to be really democratic and recognise that all of us, in some sense or other, are producers as well as musicians, and I think we try to capture the excitement of four or five people playing live together uh, and preserve that while at the same time completely destroying it. Um, and the, the new album that we're at work on at the moment and spending all of this year really working on is is an attempt to evolve that process from new bodies even further and that might in, involve going back and recording more on top of what we've already got there but we have a plethora of of music from a, a day's recording. Picking up the thread from what Peter was saying about trying to maintain the balance of the energy, the spontaneity, the emotion that comes through the live improvisation and taking that forward into something that is much more sculpted and, and edited mm. in, in post-production. What's your approach for trying to hold on to that? In, in the spirit of what we do, I try, I try to mix up the approach and and part of that is it isn't it's not all me doing edits it's i mean for so for the album that we're working on at the moment we're trying to take a much more uh divide and conquer approach with lots of people working on different parts but for the last two records i kind of orchestrated most of the tracks um and arranged most most of the tracks but not all of them but there's a kind of tension between um two things roughly speaking i mean basically the better the but the better the raw material you're working with, uh, you know, the more delightful it is as someone who's going to um, throw things around. So e- even if your plan is to is to kind of smash something up, uh, which is quite often my goal, um, y- you, it's really nice when you're doing that to a multi-track, uh, you know, timed, metronomically timed uh, recording with all source separation because you can do, you're more free to do that. Um, and when you've got everyone playing together, you get these moments of magic. Um, the most, I mean, when you've got good musicians in a room, the most productive way you can get some good music down is to just sit there and play it live rather than, 
you know, sculpting everything. Um, but then I come from a background where I'm not a performing musician of any note, I mean, in terms of instrument instrumental playing. Uh, and I've always, um, you know, hacked and uh, kind of cheated my way to getting some effect in the studio. And, I mean, a lot of my practice and my interest kind of came from this uh, experimental work I did with the band Icarus around about the beginning of um, the 2000s. Uh, particularly we did we did one album where we wanted to we basically we were electronic musicians who'd become really fascinated with free improv and also at that time you know we were we were kind of early adopters of laptops for live performance but there were there weren't particularly powerful tools there wasn't Ableton Live and nothing really geared towards live laptop performance and we were really curious about this whole issue of electronics and performance especially in that beat-based world where everything has to be timed and um, queued up and it's all based on samples it's not that spontaneous really um, and we did a record called Misfits where we basically set out to capture the essence of what we felt was key to live improvisation <clears throat> in a pretty naive way we basically started to make these records where I would compose one bunch of stuff and my cousin would compose another bunch of stuff and we agreed on the tempo and the and the key and we would have this rule that we would put tracks together you know where basically we take my part a and his part b and we put them together and the rule was no edits nothing just stop sit back listen and listen for all of the happy accidents and um interaction that happens and and so that was this kind of super naive concept record and and we did that to varying degrees of fidelity so 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 there was a couple of tracks on that record where we really did just put these two things together and render them out and not touch them and there were other tracks where we then went and played with them um so for me it makes quite an interesting conflict and, and kind of tension in the band which is between trained um superb musicians who really get a lot out of that energy of playing together and i almost have this kind of anti-musician approach where i'm quite interested in taking something that's completely inappropriate and putting it with something else, but with exactly the same goal in mind, which is to create a kind of live dynamism in the in the music. And so there are moments in, you know, you get all of those things. You get moments where people are obviously playing together in this in this gorgeous interactive way, where you can hear the back and forth. Um, and then you get moments where maybe that's happening, but you're actually, you know, you're not sure. And of course, um, so much music does that because you really don't have an eye into what the composer's doing or what the editor's doing. Um, when you listen to it yeah and i think that's something we're really aiming for not being able to tell uh and that might even be not being able to tell whether what you're hearing is an edit or um the way people have played that section or whether a, a change has happened spontaneously in the studio or because we've done a really hard cut somewhere in there um so so yeah we really we do have some sort of aesthetic aims with what we're doing uh, and we do we have sat down and we want to spend a lot of time together as the four of us kind of going yeah we like that and we don't like that as to set some parameters for what everyone's doing in terms of edits and um, yeah and we want to create this cyborg hybrid thing tangents is always you know everyone has to be on board it's not there's no musical director there's it's it's by agreement by everyone's consent um, and everyone having input and everyone having the right to critically, uh, you know, interrogate and reject what's put up there.
I recall a few years ago talking to Chris and Tony from The Necks and being surprised at the fact that their albums are created from very meticulous micro-editing of the kind of studio improvisations. The Necks are a kind of an obvious jumping-off point in some regards. Are there other artists who may be working with a similar approach or, or more broadly artists who kind of inspired you to take this eclectic and kind of innovative approach to, to what it was you were doing? Well, it's interesting, yeah, because we, we talk about the next all the time because they're amazing and um, and also they're, they're local and they're, and they're friends of ours. And um, they, uh, you know, they have a really important place in Australian music and we totally everyone i think in tangents is pretty comfortable with the idea that we're a little bit uh in awe and you know in the uh wake of what the next did um but in our very different way you know we're we're very noisy and we're very electronic and we're a five piece and um we don't work in the same way as them but it, but i guess like you i was initially surprised to find out that that's how they worked but in hindsight not at all because those tracks the the reserve and the patience in those tracks i think can be really successfully achieved through sitting there and looking at a timeline and making micro edits in a way you know your your relationship to the unfolding of musical time is completely different when you're playing music to when you're sitting and looking at a timeline you could you can just say you can just copy and paste 100 times um, and not even listen to the thing that you've made knowing that it's way too long or whatever so that's that's a really key part of the process I think um, I think a lot of the way our music uh, comes together is a, a reflection of uh, the of how one ought to be improvising, which is to listen and respond and listen and respond, uh, even if it's not done in live in in real time. It's it's about um, the, the production being a response to what we have already played, and and then the, the sort of the next choices we make through that. Um, and maybe it's also a, a reflection of the sort of stuff that we may listen to, whether it's um, Ollie's old friend Karen Hebden, whose music may or may not be a, a a kind of conscious influence on what we do, but is a is a kind of point of point of reference. Um, but yeah, I don't. I think that I hope, in a way, that the, uh, what we're influenced by is each other as musicians and the the entire kind of gamut of everything that we're in, into, rather than sort of going, let's be tortoise for the twenty tens or something like that. You know, we all love the early tortoise albums, of course, and we there's there's lots of things that you can point to that we all love and there's lots of things you can point to that only two of us love and two of us hate or something. Um and all of that is is in there. When we toured last year was the first time we all spent a decent chunk of time together and, and sitting on airplanes and, you know, swapping headphones and um that's that's actually the moment like we've spent a lot of time talking about our own music and not spending that much to- time talking about references and those conversations have evolved quite late in the whole process, talking about um, you know what, what's our favourite snare drum sound and stuff like that, and realising actually some some of those conversations are best left unhad because we have no overlap on our favourite snare drum sound.
you talked there about uh, having an, another record on the way. Is there a particular approach to this record that is different from uh, from the previous album? We certainly are building on our learnings from New Bodies, uh, which we all, I think, are very happy with and fond of in a lot of ways, but we all know that there are things that we would change next time. And, and I think we do not want to... Uh, come out with a next album which is the same as the previous and we've succeeded in that so far for one reason or other but I think we're very much building on that the process has been to spend a whole day in a studio trying to get as much varied material down as possible and then sift through that and see what we're inspired by and be incredibly surprised Um, I think a couple of us came out of those recordings just really depressed at how badly we thought it had gone and then went back and listened and went this so much gold in here so it's that's a great first step uh i think we are trying to we really want to be as democratic as possible in in who who is contributing and that's going to result in some different things um so i don't know ollie do you have an opinion on how it will differ i have no idea because i think we we're, we're going to find that out we've been on a bit of a hiatus the um the recording was done quite a long time ago and we um we've all been a uh, sidetracked but um, as it evolves, um, we'll find out. But I think, I mean, one thing, as you said, Peter, is that we 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 all loved new new bodies. I mean, for me, I think it was one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. Um, and I'm sure that if we kind of take that as a formula and repeat it, um, we don't we don't want a record that sounds exactly the same. But I think there's so much space. I mean, all there's there's a whole lot of stuff that I mean, there's a, there's a load of outtakes from new bodies that that kind of explore areas that we never actually got to and so and so I, th- I think basically we I, I I'm personally kind of fine with that holding pattern while we kind of continue to tease out what's there um, but all the while we are we're kind of making more evolutionary changes to what we do
Tangents and the extended version of the track Arteries from their EP Stents and Arteries, a record that acted as something of a companion piece to their 2018 album New Bodies. You can find out more about Tangents Music at tangentsmusic.com. Their most recent releases can be found on the label Temporary Residence, home to great artists such as William Bozinski, Yannick Schaefer, Mogwai and many, many more. That brings us to the end of this episode of Out From Under. Thanks to Peter and Ollie from Tangents, and also thanks to Peter and the team at Resonance Extra. You can find programme notes and track listing at bit.ly slash outfromunderradio. That's bit.ly slash outfromunderradio. If you've missed any of the episodes in this season of Out From Under, you can find them all as podcasts. You can listen and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Out From Under. You can keep in touch with the programme by following me on Facebook at Stu Buchanan AU. I also post on Twitter and Instagram as Stuart Buchanan. Playing us out of this week's programme is another track from Tangents. It's called Maze Crescent. It comes from the Stateless album sessions and it was a track that was spun off into a separate EP with companion remixes. I'm Stu Buchanan. I'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening to Out From Under.
Thank <laughs> you.